I'm Catherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain, or you're watching for this mini-sode, our first mini-sode with someone who doesn't work at R3, Maxime Peason from uh, IntellectEU. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be the first one outside of R3. Yeah, I'm still nervous that I didn't say your last name right, did I? No, you did. Peason. It's Peason. pronounced correctly. Okay. Yeah, see, it, it is kind of pronounced how, um, how it's spelled. I never know, though, because I'm really big on wanting to get everyone's names right and say it how you're supposed to say it. Like, Carlos Arena is an R3 mm-hmm. employee, and everyone calls him Carlos Arena, and he calls himself Carlos Arena because he wants to make it simple for people. But I don't like that. I want to say it how it's supposed to be said. Yeah, it can hurt if you mispronounce your name. Um, so you're the lead AI and da- uh, data at Intellect. Uh, what does that entail? So I started IntellectEU around six months ago. So I have a background in physics and then I did a master in AI. And cool. back then, so six months ago, IntellectEU was mainly focused on the financial integration part and we were building up a big blockchain tribe. But mm-hmm. we also want to look into what AI could bring for the company. So at first, I was run uh, with all the blockchain projects with Thomas uh, Bonner, who we had previously on the show. Um, joined in a lot of projects there, did a lot of stuff there. And since quite recently, I'm looking into what can we do with AI for our internal products and also what can we do with AI for clients. And for that, we training people internally who have a big interest in AI and also um, hiring experts in AI more in the technical part. So that's in a nutshell what I'm doing at LectiU. Very cool. I um I feel like there's so much to learn in AI. Well, specifically for me because I don't really know that much about um, AI, but it's all uh, connected with the blockchain world. Um, yeah, it's so, extremely interesting. Indeed. Sorry, continue. Especially the, especially con- what you say there, the connection with the blockchain world. There's not much information on that yet, but I think our company is in a perf- uh, perfect position to actually link the two and see how you can actually take benefits from both DLT and blockchain and AI and see how they can work together, not just yeah. as a marketing sentence, blockchain AI, but actually as, as creating some real value. So we're all looking into that. Yeah, very cool. So you've uh, recently announced that you guys have built an app, um, hashtag spread love, not Corona, um, which I love the idea. Uh, we at R3 have tried to post it on social and get more people involved because it's a good cause. But can you talk a little bit about one, why you guys decided to build this? Um, and two, first off, you guys built it so quickly. Um, that's also pretty amazing. And uh, kind of what, yeah, what it is, what the next steps are. How people can get involved. Um, sure. Okay, so let me start from that's the 18 beginning. questions, um, answer all of them. Yes. <laughs> okay, they're all stored in my head. Okay, fine. Um, so the first one, how do we get started with that? We have uh, weekly syncs with our Belgian team on Friday night that we just take a beer and also have a laugh. Uh, and this Iperativo, as we call it, was um, had as a subject to think about some idea that would involve blockchain for the greater good. Uh, so actually to help in this, in this crisis. Um, and then eventually we came up with the idea of spreading the virus of the spreading of the virus but actually mimicking that in a digital way 
to mm -hmm. get funds for the um, for the charity that brings money to the World Health Organization. Yeah. So that was a really weird sense, but what we try to do is mimicking the spread of the virus in a digital way and in a positive way. That came to be the, the application that you see today. Um, then maybe yeah. I can say how it works. So yeah. it all starts with patient zero, as it also starts with the COVID-19. So patient zero in this case was IntellectU. IntellectU has its own personal link. We could share the link with all, all uh, the employees then every employee could make their own personal link and share it again with their friends and family. And like that, you actually involve other people. Like in real case, you would infect other people. Here you involve other people that mm -hmm. then also create a personal link. And like that, it's an avalanche of involvement. And every time you involve someone, they can also donate to a greater cause. So till date, yeah. we have almost 500 people involved and almost $3,000 raised. And hopefully after this show, uh, everyone that watches it will uh, also get involved and starts raising money. So uh, that's a bit how it happened to be and how it is now. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Obviously, it's um, awesome because it is for a good cause. And I see, uh, yeah, the kind of getting more and more people involved, like that snowball effect is super important, especially when, um, when raising money like this. But how did you guys go from because it's very, very quickly, right? You went from this idea to actually making this app live. What were the steps to get it there? Was it like a time crunch because you wanted to get, obviously right now it's, it's I'm uh, in New Jersey right now, but in New York, it's really crazy with how much it's spread. Um, how'd you guys do it so quickly? So because we have... Um, a lot of engineers are really specialized in what they do. So on the, on the Corda side, but also on, on Java development. And all these engineers now have a bit more time because they don't have to commute. They don't have, um, yeah, they just have more time. So they yeah. want to spend this time on creating something nice. So we basically work day and night uh, in between projects and also at night in our free time because there's nothing else to do at night. So we... <laughs> basically worked around the clock to get this done also during the weekends so that's how it came uh here so quickly and we also made some design choices uh to get it there fast for example we didn't implement uh, all the payment stuff because we didn't want to deal with credit cards numbers and stuff like that we chose for a third party that would handle all the donations in a secure way so that's already one part we didn't have to develop and then at the same time we looked into technologies that would make it super scalable because if this fire then it should also be able to handle it so on that end mm -hmm. we chose to go for a serverless architecture maybe that doesn't say too much but it's a uh, some kind of technology that can handle like billions of requests uh, and still uh, be live so we made a lot of design choices people spent a lot of their free time on this and that's how it came uh, live in in less than two weeks then we used uh, corda probably you were gonna ask that uh, of course we did uh, so we, we store all the, the proofs of the donations on the blockchain. And attached proof is also the ID of the one who, person who donated. So every time you can check your impact afterwards, so you can go back to our website and check your impact to see how many people in total you uh, evolved, involved and how much money they raised. Every time you check this impact, it's actually traced back on, um, on the technology of uh, our tree named Corda. Cool. Yeah, so it's, that's... Uh, it's a big mix of a lot of technologies, but uh, it works and uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a perfect example of the confluence of all these different technologies. 
Um, yeah, that's crazy. I feel, and I think that this is definitely across the board at our three, at least people are definitely working more. I think you could get away with not working as much, but there's not that much to do. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people are working more, which also would contribute to, uh, you guys getting, getting this platform out there very quickly. Mm -hmm. Do you think yeah, that you've had a good, like work from home, Situ like balance like how have you adjusted or are you used to working from home a little bit how do you um find that this like people are saying this new normal and then there's controversy around that because it's it's not normal it's a pandemic and it's awful um and i want to point out every episode that we're very lucky to have our jobs and be able to work from home um mm -hmm. but is an adjustment for you do you have to do things differently or do you work any differently than you would have before i think the so our business is still running as usual. The only things that changed is that we can't travel uh, because we have offices in, in New York, in Kiev, uh, Ukraine, in Lisbon, um, Portugal. So normally we travel a lot to our colleagues, to clients. So that yeah. is now all through uh, video calls, of course. But apart from that, we were already really used to having these uh, video calls with our colleagues because if we do projects, yeah. it's always with colleagues from different locations. So you're very used to that. So the only thing that changed is the chair I'm sitting on now is in my apartment instead of in the office. And yeah. so, yeah, the coffee breaks is, uh, is now with my girlfriend instead of with my, um, with my colleagues, but it's also nice. Of Spend some time. Spend some yeah, time together. And that's also maybe like one thing that I would suggest everyone, you have all these video calls now that you, otherwise we just have face to face, but to mm -hmm. leave some time in the end to all chat about, random stuff because yeah. too often you just jump directly in, into the topic then end to go to an article but like that you never have time for a small break and small breaks and laughs really help to get you through the day yeah no i agree i think we start a lot of our calls just checking in on everyone um and seeing how everyone's doing on my team actually with the whole company i think um but it is definitely it's also interesting, right? You get to see into like other people's lives, how you wouldn't have, like my dog is constantly running into my meetings and I also bring them in willingly. Um, but I've seen like people's kids and pets and things that I wouldn't have seen before, which is kind of funny. Yeah. It's neat. Even if they, so they always have the same background and then all of a sudden they sit in a different room and like that you get to know like all their rooms and stuff. It's funny. You showed me your rooms before because you couldn't find a good place to sit, but I know. I think I think everyone can understand this. Before we <laughs> recorded, I'm so now I'm sitting here, which is where I initially sat, but then I didn't really like the fact that I had this background because it's a different background than the one before. In the last episode, I was in a room and it was great, but now they're doing um, uh, construction outside that window. So I was like, okay, got to go to a different room. I go to a different room. Someone's mowing their lawn. That's loud. I go to a different room and um, luckily I can be in different places. I, this is not my home. This is like my mom's home. So, um, but then I go into the other room and the washer and dryer are so loud. And so anyways, before recording this, I had, I was running around with the microphone, like running around the house, trying to find somewhere to go. And this is where I uh, ended up. And I think it's funny because now with the minisodes, every single one has been shot in a different place or a different angle. And I'm feeling a little self-conscious about it. <laughs> no, it's unique, I would say. 
Yeah, it's unique. But like you have a good time. Like it's it's kind of your background's kind of personal. Like, oh, do you ride your bike? Are you a biker? Yes, biker? but not this one. This is just a piece of art. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, it's, it's an things. old bike that I that I refurbished and then I just put it against the wall. Okay, um, that's cool. but I have other bikes that I do ride. Okay, so I learned something about you because of your background. I love to That's read. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Um, those are for someone else. Um, but have you, um, have you picked up on anything since being quarantined because uh, you kind of have to stay put or done anything differently than you would have before? Mm, I think I, I like sports already, but now I do even more sports because you have... Like being at home is already some kind of challenge, but then all of a sudden the company, your friends, they start inventing other challenges as well. So now yeah. within the company, if we have one challenge with the Belgian team to do um, one day 150 push-ups, the other day 100 uh, sit-ups and alternate like that. Then we have a company uh, challenge in which we have to drive our uh, cycle for 400 kilometers. Then another one to run 70 kilometers. So like that, if you want to reach all these challenges or complete them, then yeah, you're doing sports every day, which yeah. is nice and very healthy. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good way a because a lot of sports because you can't do organized sports right now. So it's good to at least have those individual challenges. And if you're doing it with people um, at the company, then you still kind of feel like you're doing it with other people, even yeah, if you're exactly. In- and I think we can be really blessed that we still go outside to do sports because in some countries they. They have yeah. like this full lockdown and they have to stay inside. So then the only thing you can do is body weight exercises, but that also gets tiring after a while. Yeah, that gets kind of boring. I started um, a few weeks ago. I started, it was at first a joke that I was just going to like learn how to be a good dancer, but I realized I just don't think it's for me. <laughs> I'm so bad. And then it started being like my work, like a workout, like that's not a workout. So now I've been doing, um, online boxing classes which is also a little weird because okay, so i'm not punching you, anything tell us now what you learned or okay so you have you have to protect your face protect the money maker obviously okay you do jab which is for me left but like it's your non-dominant hand um cross that's more powerful hook, <laughs> hook. <laughs> uppercut you go for the jaw uppercut so then when you do it, you do like combos and stuff. So you're like protecting your face, you're jumping all around, acting like you're in the ring. <laughs> jab, cross, or jab, jab, cross. So when you do that, it's like you're hitting them, you're like tapping them, and then the cross is like you really knock them out. Okay. <laughs> so then they'll do like in these classes, they'll, they do them with numbers a lot of the time, but you'll do like, like they'll say one, one, two, three, let's say. So their jab is the one cross is the two three would be your front uppercut so or i mean front hook why do i keep forgetting it? um okay so what did i say one one two three so you do like one one two three um, yes almost <laughs> so that's what i've been doing um it's kind of fun it's like a good way except you're not punching a bag which i find very therapeutic um but it's kind of fun, right? I yeah, know. I guess so. It keeps you active and alert. Yeah. Like me trying to dance and, and be good at dancing was just like really not for me. 
Um, stick to the boxing. Yeah, I'm going to stick to boxing. Um, so, okay. Anyways, the, um, to donate, to spread, uh, love, not Corona. How do, uh, people get involved? So, uh, I think our, our tree already has a personal link, uh, which is spread love, not Corona.io slash R3. And then if you go to that webpage, you will see that you got involved by R3. Then you can make your own username. Um, and then you get your own personal link. And this one you can share with all your friends and family. And like that, you can actually um, increase the impact of our three. Then all the people you involve will increase your impact. And the impact of our three, all the people they involve will do the same. So it's actually like an avalanche of positive impact that you will have. Then you can also see how well you're doing on our leading board, uh, leaderboard. And our three is currently second. Uh, with, yeah, it's pretty well. They have 15 people directly involved. So that means that you sign up directly through their link, which raised 261 euros. And in total, they have, let me check again. In total, they have 31 people involved, which raised a total of 414 euros. Wow. So, uh, pretty impressive, I think. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the Solidarity Fund for the World Health Organization will be happy with this. Like every euro that gets donated is, is for a good cause. So um, helping a lot there. That's awesome. You. I, I think I will. <laughs> Thank you guys for setting it up. It's so, it's, I think it's really cool how you guys had this idea and quickly put it together. And it's for such a good cause. And I'm going to practice what I preach after uh, we finish recording. I will, I'll donate through the R3 link and then I'll share it with my friends and family. Um, but yeah, I think what you guys are doing is really, really cool. And I promise I will, I will get on that right after we record. And then you'll just see this, the numbers skyrocket. That, that would be nice. That would be <laughs> nice. No, it's, it's been a real pleasure of doing this. I think, like if, if you can make a difference somehow, it's always good that you do it and not just think about it. And also for the, because we've been thinking about the, the charity we had to choose and eventually we went for the Solidarity Fund, uh, which comes from the UN. Money goes to the World Health Organization. There has been some critique on this fund, but in our, um, we think that it's still a great fund because you can go for the local ones here in Belgium, for example, but we're already a first world country. So the funds should really go to, to the countries that don't have uh, the best systems in place um, that don't have all these resources to tackle this crisis. And there um, the world health organization has a way better view. They're the experts. We are not. So we think this money uh, really goes to the right cause. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll make sure to put all the relevant information in the, bio of the episode i'll donate obviously um and i encourage everyone who's watching to uh, or listening to as well um because every dollar obviously counts and also i'm trying to find things to do obviously also for like local businesses too um because here in i'm in new jersey right now but mm -hmm. in new york i know they're really struggling so i keep i'm keeping up some of my like food things and like ordering from like local wine stores to, to my apartment to be like oh we'll have it when i get back um so yeah every little bit counts so yeah, thank exactly. you so much for joining me today thanks for building it on corda also
Shout yeah, out. it was a pleasure. It uh, it went really smooth. Like you said, it was only in two weeks, and uh, the Corda part went really, really smooth. So, okay, uh, props to you guys as well. I didn't pay him to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's uh, that's true. I confirm. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to donate even more. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope you stay healthy and stay safe and um, keep up the good work. Thank you. The same for you. And thank you very much for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye-bye.